Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been What is it, Carl? Carl. Michael? What? Beagle? What? <laughs> Michael? What? Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Good afternoon, Carl. Ah, good afternoon. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for that long pause at the beginning of our show. Uh, for that, you know. We made it. Welcome to the show. We are a podcast. Uh, you can find us everywhere in Podcastville by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That is also our YouTube channel, our Twitter, but not our Facebook. We're Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We're also pod, a blog spot. Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com. And uh, Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on Facebook. We stream live on mutinyradio.fm every Sunday, 2 o'clock on the West Coast, East Coast, 5 o'clock, where Carl is, and I'm on here in San Francisco at mutinyradio.fm studios. Fee District. And, of course, Carl can be found at carl.sucks.com. So we're about to watch a movie on YouTube, and we want you to watch the movie on YouTube with us uh, while the podcast streams with him. So uh, what's the movie today? Today we are watching Postal 2007. Postal. Uh-oh. Postal, you evolve movie? Yes. All right. Deutsch. And you will search for Postal 2007 and pick Postal DC English, which is hosted by Mech Gun Joe. Okay, hang on a sec. I got to switch out that one. I thought I thought you were going to go with Freak Freakies. Freak Freakies. All right, no problem. Uh, well, this one is, well... No, all right. Mech, Mech Gun Joe. This is one minute and 57 minutes. One hour 57. Yeah, one hour 57, so we got to rock. Postal wow. DC English with uh, 21,000 views or so? Right. Exactamundo. Oh, I think I'm going to have to log in because it's not letting me in. You sure you don't want to do huh. the other guy? Let's do what the, is other the other guy. one. Freaky. Let me, let me backspace here. He, and he find had no it. restriction. Yeah, he, he's, he was, he's he like there. full board. He's like, you know, and full he Monty. He's like all in. 
Freak, keys. Freak keys. That's the first one I got. Postal, 2007. Radio. Then in Spanish, Subtitulato. Subtitulato. Yeah. That one I see. Subtitles for I you, Spanish speaking. Let's folks. see that one. With Spanish subtitle? Yeah. That'll be good for the okay, when you get when you put the mosh together and put it on YouTube. That'll be good. It I will be the first bilingual keys. episode of. Sorry. <laughs> it would be. Did you, do you want to do Mac Joe, uh, Mac Gun Joe? You got no, Freak Freakies. Freak Freakies. Which one do you, is that the easy one for you? Because we got to move. Yeah, let's do Freak Freakies. There's 20 minutes cut right, from I'm it. I'm choosing it. I'm buffering to zero and pressing pause. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Ready well, to brumba. Let's go. We're ready to brumba. As our <laughs> countdown king himself, the master of the descending numerals. L, Mr. One, three, two, one. We please give it up for Let's Get Ready for Brumba, Paul Brumba. Hey, thanks, guys. I've already sucked up enough airtime today. You guys know the drill. Put your finger over that little triangle. And let's do it in three, two, one, go. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank God. Bowl Productions. Speaking of bowl. Oh, speaking of bowl. <laughs> All right, you little. I see. I get you. Seeing it in the cloud. Now we're starting right off with a 9/11 joke, right? Are there? That's... Yes, a terrible, bad taste, bad taste 9/11 joke. All right. Why? Well, worse that's than your act? Movie. Are you pissed that they did your act? Here we go. They do my act. Do, do I do a 9/11 joke? Yeah, you're like, sorry, I'm late, but, and they're like, ah, oh, that's too soon and too old. Wait, I'm late because of because I'm delayed by nine eleven. What? I, what's my joke? Oh, I'll do it. All right. Sorry, I'm late for the show, but a uh, plane crashed into my building. What? Too late and too too soon and too dated? Because it happens. Okay. Yeah. No. All right. I'm writing it. All right. Good. Let's see. What other nine eleven jokes do I have? Oh man. Yeah. Would you be like the nine eleven guy? You'll be like, but never forget. I did that nine one one joke where I reported you following me. Uh huh. And what did they say? Oh, you don't remember? It was the meme, and it's like nine one one. What's your emergency? I'm being followed by. Do you know who it is? Yes, it's at Spiegelman two thousand. At Spiegelmania two thousand. Oh right, you're being followed. I like that. And you're like, oh, I use Twitter, sir. Real emergencies only. Okay, right now they're having a debate like there will be 101 virgins waiting for us in heaven. And he goes, 101? I, I, they only promised me 100. And he goes, well, what does it matter? He says, well, they're telling us two different things. So now they're calling Osama and asking, what is the true virgin count? Don't bullshit us. I always heard and it was 25. It was 25? Wow, they really got the bum end of the deal. I no, I mean, in real life, it's supposed to be 72 virgins, but I don't know. For the purpose of their joke... It's 101. Yeah. Maybe they're all But missions. it's really... It's oh, yeah. 25. It's in such bad taste. Right. So they both decide, well, that's not worth it, so they start setting course for the Bahamas. But the, they, the passengers broke in. Oh, and they crashed into a building. Mm-hmm. Are you happy they start this movie off like this? Now you know. Like, no. This is what I, I am going to expect for the rest of the movie. Now, that guy, um, Dave Foley, you know, from Kids in the Hall, yeah. he tried to talk the director out of this. 
He said, don't be daft, man. Uh, he didn't listen. Dave Foley. So Dave Foley, you know, I mean, he started doing a stand-up tour, partially, you would say, because he had to pay for alimony, but I think... <laughs> I didn't know that. Financially, I mean, he's one of those guys who's super funny, and he'll take whatever. Uh-huh. So, I guess this is an example. Oh, there's the passengers. Yep. Right. We're going down. So, this is ironic. Welcome to a horrible movie. What, uh... This is a, now, here's a window washer. Okay. Uh-huh. And this is a pretty good CGI scene, quite frankly. Oh, Yeah. Oh my God! Look at that! You go, huh? Something's. Boom! <laughs> wow! All right, that's how we start the movie. Oh, now Listen, that was in true lies. In true lies. True lies. Arnie went right through that building, no problem. Oh yeah, true lies. He went right through that's a building. Right. Yeah, he was cool. He was out on the edge of the not the wing, but he was outside the blades. Yeah. Wait, they turned the parachute. He was in parachute, right? The wasn't he like flying I, a plane, and the plane and the building was being constructed, and he was able to fly it through the girders. Make it right, yeah, yeah, through the rubble. Good for him. Man. Okay, yeah. Now we are seeing a uh, postal dude, and I'm not sure his real his name in the film, but. Have you ever played Postal? No, but I saw video reviews of it to know. It's really like Postal 2. Right. Well, I mean, the term Postal is kind of a crude uh, slag at uh, Postal workers, some of them who actually returned to work and killed people. And that actually happened in right. our hometown. That was on my block. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, I recall. Yeah. And that term pretty awful. Pretty awful. So that term was like shorthand for uh, you're gonna be a serial killer and go kill everyone, work, go crazy. Mm -hmm. And that's where the game. And got that's me. what you do in postal. You just shoot. By the way, the fat woman we saw in the in the bed yes. that is the wife. And you know he married a thin girl, and she's grown to this, and she cheats on him. As a matter of fact, her name in the script, like yeah. her name as the is bitch. Oh. She doesn't have a name. She's just... Wow. That's, uh, that's pretty rough on her the family to name her that. Yeah. Imagine growing up with a name like that? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I got you. Come here, bitch. Oh, so this guy's going to go... This, stud, this literal stud's going to go sleep with her. He is. What he does is he says, you got poop in your yard, that's whatever demerits, and you guys were making love around 10 a.m. for the noise <laughs> ordinance. And he goes, for your information, I wasn't even home 10 a.m. So he just finds out he was he got cheated yeah. on. Oh, I see. Oh, here's his face right now, right? He's gonna figure it out for himself. He has one of those weird internet faces. I wasn't even here. And he goes, Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh zoom in camera. Damn it. I hate this town. This movie premiered in San Francisco at the Castro movie house and it, and they had uh -huh. the director there. It was a big deal. I don't well, think the movie's seen. release got ruined. Um, the uh, here it is. Okay, he was going to have wide release October 12, two thousand seven. It was delayed till May two thousand eight. But on May sixteen, theater distributors pulled out of the deal. Fifteen hundred screens. They only released on twenty one screens in the end. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and that included New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco. 
So it premiered in one of the fancier, uh, uh, esteemed, venerable mm-hmm. movie houses. So it, it got, you know, it was duly noted when it premiered. Again, I don't yeah. think anyone sat and watched the movie, but the premiere looked really cool. <laughs> now, this is Eric Aviv. You've seen him in a lot of movies. Uh, is this so? This is he, the, the set for the, the videos? Well, okay. Right now, there's we find out that in Paradise, uh, whatever Midwest place this is, they have a hidden back room where Osama bin Laden and his cronies are hiding to do their next big plot. Uh, that's not Osama. That's a guy named Mohammed. I personally love Muhammad as an actor because he was in Hot Wheels World Race. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> He's Canadian, of course. I remember him. He said, turn in two, steer left. <laughs> mm-hmm. we had a he good... was the one, he yeah. was like the driver one. That's one of our lost episodes, which is now posted on our feed, where we actually watched, among 10 million other viewers, we watched uh, Hot Wheels World Race yeah. 73. The movie. That's a lost episode, is it? No, there is a lost episode. But we'll we'll be airing that one, the, the Mad Monkey Twisted okay. Obsession. Oh, look, head's on a spike. Yeah, he's at a job interview right now. Oh, I see. You know, I hate it when people call them heads on sticks. They're, they're spikes. What? They're spikes? Or pikes, right? Oh, they're pikes. They're pikes. Yeah, there's a certain word to use. Like, you know, if you're yeah. going to take the time and effort to behead someone and put it on a stick, you should call the stick a, a pike. Trump is uh, launching an execution channel. It's going to be called Pike TV. <laughs> For men. Now, this guy who's the job interviewer is really funny, and his name's Rick Hoffman. And he's on soup, but that seems to be the only thing of note. Soap but he's pretty or funny soup? in this. Uh, Did you say soup? He's asking him questions like, what is your most best quality? And he gives an answer, and she's like, wrong. <laughs> it's like a. I've been doing your joke again. Yeah. I said I had a job interview and I don't think it went well um, when the recruiter said to me, Mike, where do you see yourself in five minutes? <laughs> oh, and then I say I go to uh, the Starbucks and I, I interviewed to be uh, the boss, the job. Uh, and they said, well, what makes you even think you could be uh, president of Starbucks? I said, well, every time I go into Starbucks, people call me boss. They're like, what can I get you, boss? <laughs> that sounds like Jersey. Oh, <laughs> really? Well, I mean, you know, hey, you're... pal, what can I get you, boss? Well, that's what Yo, you say. This guy, you want a sandwich? Yeah. If someone's shaped like Tony Soprano, you call him boss. I understand how it works. <laughs> if they're shaped like him, you know. All right, boss. Yeah. Yeah. I'm shaped like Boss Hog. Boss Hog. Now hey, that... boss. <laughs> boss Hog was like 4'2". That guy was weird. Now, she was going to be bitch. The woman there asking the question. Oh, he was going to marry her. In 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 when they were casting the oh, movie, I she see. was I cast this bitch. Then they went to this movie uh, that was filming in Vancouver at the exact same time, uh, and they saw. Um, it was called Good Luck Chuck, two thousand seven. Oh <laughs> Wait a minute. And they just Good Luck Chuck yeah. has a legacy now. <laughs> well, right. they discovered that, that movie's uh, a piece of shit. The actress's name is. Jody Stewart. She is bitch. And she was in Postal and Good Luck Chuck only. They discovered her there. They were like, you'd be perfect for bitch. Excuse me. What was, her, 
What was her scene in, in Good Luck, Chuck? Oh, Chuck, please sleep with me, because then the next man I sleep with will be my husband. Please, please have sex with me, Chuck. You're good luck, Chuck. <laughs> please, I'm begging oh, uh, you. You should hear the, you should hear the company song. Uh, how are you about playing music on this? Uh, playing sound on this? Oh yeah, no, no, we have we have uh, we have a couple of more. Uh, One hundred and twenty. Yeah, you know, we have some uh, more. That's more answers my own question. So yeah. he's about oh, to sing start, the though. company's song. Absolutely. Last thing you before you go. Wait for that part. Whatever you want to do. I'd like you to sing the company fight song. All right, let's hear it. Mm. Here we go. Company, high flying company, and it'll cheerfully work you to death. By the time you are old, pension is sold, and your cube will be your casket. It's a company, a high flying company. Now please get back to work. <laughs> I love that last line. It's a high-flying company, so please get back to work. Yeah, right. So you're doing the song like, yeah, yeah, your company, now get back to work. <laughs> you know, okay, I, this I is don't a wanna, hippie comp. I, I'm going to burst your bubble, but I, I don't mean <laughs> yeah. to, but that's a total ripoff of that's a grand old flag. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't go <laughs> making accusations. Um, this is a uh, Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave has a cult. That guy right there yeah. is a um, Coppola. He's a Coppola. Interesting. He's a Roman. Yeah. He's a Sophia. Gia. <laughs> Nicholas. Uh, let's see here. Oh, there's Dave Foley. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, crew. Thank you, cameraman. Thank you, producers, for providing <laughs> me with work. I am eternally grateful, and I will work it. <laughs> Basically, he he made a Bible, and he's, you know, they're rejecting consumerism. He's just a cult leader, gets a lot of sex. Okay, so that's cool. So, so is he the hero? Who's the hero of this movie? The uh, the hero is the guy who's, uh, who's, his name is Postal Dude. I don't know that he has a name in the film. I don't know. Um, he is the one at the beginning in the trailer whose wife is a big load and he went to Let, interview at a job and failed. Stop, stop disrespecting bitch like that, okay? <laughs> she is a, right. crucial to this movie, bitch. And if that's the way she's listed. I'm talking about bitch. I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, here he yep, goes. Yeah, here he is. It's um, Chris Coppola who is Chris Coppola. the uh, nephew. Nephew on the father's side of Francis Ford Coppola and uh, Tally Sh and Tally Sher. The cousin, Sophia Coppola, is his cousin. Wow, look at that. See, this is Freaky Friday. Freddie still has some good stuff in this uh, print. They're all bikini well, babes. It, by the way, Freaky Friday, I mean, this Chris Coppola was in Friday the 13th. Really? The original one? Uh, yes. And he was in Polar Express, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Long Haul. Right, he was the guy that Freddie killed in Polar Express. I remember that vividly. <laughs> it was during the beginning of the movie. Ah, there we look, go. Look, look at that, full front. Long dong. He's slinging dong right there. Yeah, way to go. Oh, and we whoa, see it whoa. here on YouTube. 
All right, this is the third time I've seen this film, and it's the first time I allowed myself to get full frontal gong. Oh, well, there's a more. Oh, it's still going on. Look, he's got a bidet. Yeah, but he uses that to put beer in there, right? Uh, Well, he just pulled out a bag of pot. Oh, that's some bidet weed. The plot point here is Chris Coppola is coming in. Chris Coppola's name is Richard, big deal. And he's like a helper in the cult, and he's like, we owe the IRS $2 million, and we don't have it. Everything's going to fall apart if we don't get money. Why are we not talking about Dave Foley's penis? <laughs> the, we don't need to Foley's. talk about it. It's right there for you to see. Now that's comedy. You would go full frontal, right? If they called for was it, it I, I would go full frontal because my belly would shadow. Oh. <laughs> well, they're CGI, you know. Oh, let's see um, if we see a little bit more. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait. Because it kind of, well, I we won't see it flush, It kind of looked like a bell swinging. He didn't even wash his hands. Gross. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's wiping all that greasy pubes on that bed sheets. <laughs> greasy? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to rewind? They look pretty greasy. <laughs> Do you think that was just flop sweat? Well, the lights are. Moisture madness. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, basically yeah. it's like how are we going to get out of this we're going to have to pay him and Dave does not know how to pay him but uh, him being Dave the is IRS. the real life uncle of Postal Dude so Postal Dude will come to visit his real life uncle oh and that's how they meet so this whole hour and a half of introduction is not wasted <laughs> I mean, what happened to Postal Hour Dude? And a half. It's a long scene. Well, you're actually okay. We saw this reporter on the other television in the trailer. He's throughout the whole thing. He's uh, it's like the place is called Paradise, and it's like Good Morning Paradise, and there's a lot of stuff about the guy who's running for mayor. Okay, this whole this whole guy is I'm a tough guy, like from Jersey. It's like give me some money. I want to go see my kids. Give me some money. Oh, is he like he Jersey? Never... Let's let's listen to like Jersey. Come here. Get the fuck out of here. I'm sick and tired of people like you, you know? You got a good job, you got a big car, you got everything and I got nothing. Well, fuck you and fuck everybody who even looks like you. Get the fuck out of here. Brace yourself. You know, another thing yeah. about... Yeah. Well, Jersey doesn't own that accent. It's also like a Brooklyn accent, right, and a Yonkers stuff. accent. But the stupidness, we own that. You think it's just a general East Coast stupid uh, yeah. <laughs> voice? No, no, I think it's Jersey stupid. Okay, we're about to meet Officer Greg. Uh, uh, is he going to go postal yeah. too? He's he's like abuses his authority, and he just owns the world because he... I would say the flip- that's his. By the way, this the guy who directed this is German. There's a lot of Germans in it. It's filmed in Vancouver, but this guy was um, a former bodybuilder, and in Germany he was on TV on as Conan. So he's like a big deal in Germany. That oh, he played Conan the Destroyer. Wait, was he the barbarian yeah. or the destroyer back during his day? I don't know. The internet told me that uh, probably the barbarian. Okay, let me look him up. Okay, look him up. Edgar Rice Burroughs, Tarzan, (laughs) Tarzan, Prince of the Apes, Tarzan, Swinging Dick. Oh, here he is. 
His name is Ralph Moeller. Okay, look, this is terrible. Look what he does. Blows up the car? Shoots the guy? Well, her. Oh, shoots her? Finally, some justice. Am I right in this America? <laughs> the title character in the television show Conan the Adventurer. So he was the adventurer. Conan, and he was in the Scorpion King and blah, blah, blah. Well, because in the Destroyer, he would destroy things. And in the Barbarian one, he really <laughs> was uncouth. But he in the Explorer, barbaric. they're like, hey, Tar uh, Conan, there's this new sushi place in the mission. Yeah, let's check it out. <laughs> that sounds like adventurous. We should do that. <laughs> Different sure? level. Now that's the big Lebowski. Oh, that, wait the the man, the actual Lebowski. The guy with the um, sun with the glasses on and the uh, that silly cap. He was uh, the big Lebowski. That's he, why I loved him. Yeah, well, he also played the title character of Santa Claus the movie with Dudley Moore. That's right, elf. he did. Yeah, he passed away. Well, he was on stuff. He was. Um, he was stuffy. You remember Joe's apartment with the cockroaches? Of course I remember Joe's apartment. Are you talking about the movie or the little shorts? Yeah, yeah the movie. Capricorn One, Brian's song. He's been around. He was in the documentary Capricorn One? Just documentary. Yeah, where they faked the moon landing. Of course. Who else would cast OJ? That's right. OJ completely... Well, he wrote a book of science called If uh, We Did Go to the Moon. If we did yeah, fake if it. I, right. If we had. <laughs> if we had faked it. I always okay, got so, Saturn 3 and Capricorn 1 mixed up. I knew, really? Yeah, well, they, they sound very similar to me. Because of numbers? Cause, cause, yeah, cause numbers and Saturn space. is a planet and yes. Capricorn is... Okay, now Postal Dude is going to visit Uncle Dave and... Uncle Dave is like, remember all the good times we had doing our scams? And he's like, yeah, I don't went to prison for that. And we're never doing that again. And then sort of like concluded like, well, that's maybe because I planned it. <laughs> you know, um, you could plan it this time. Basically, it's like we have no money for taxes, so we need, you know, some sort of scam so we can make the money. He scammed all those people down there, but it's just not enough. So, uh, at least they're getting high. I mean, so this movie yep. wasn't a waste. It must have been some good British Columbian weed. Right. Uh, Vancouverian weed. British, so it's clearly illegal still. Oh, right. But opioids are pretty cheap over there. He's got a nice little castle. Look at that. So the guy's too lazy to lift the fucking camera off the floor. Fucking lift the camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, the internet tells me it's a walk down staircase. Like it, it curled around the oh, tower. Oh, so he's right there. They, they would make use of it. Yeah, work that part. Now he's backing up. Weepo is known for making uh, taxes. Like he was able to lose money and make money through a tax scheme on these films. And that's the reason why he kept getting financed for it. And he did House of the Dead was the first one, I believe, the mm -hmm. Sega shooting light gun game. And then he also did like Blood Rain and uh, Apostle was a, you know, a big one, I guess. But he well, just, always video games. Alone in the Dark. But yeah, he also did a film called Blubberella. And I don't know if Bitch or the uh, pseudo bitch, as it were, that she talked about was the title <laughs> character, but it was a heavyset woman. <laughs> And it was a parody of Barbarella, 
except it was took place in World War II, and she was fighting Nazis. And uh-huh. had, it had Clint Howard as a Nazi. So that one wasn't a video game. It was like a spoof. It was a spoof. It was like along the lines of, for the director of Postal comes. And, you know, I, I want to say, like, with the term Postal, we talked about the, its origin in the 90s, but the way gun uh, massacres happen, it's not the postal workers who are the ones who are attacking. It's usually they get attacked. Because, like, someone could come into the post office right now. Hey, remember waiting in line at the DMV with a cigarette in your mouth? Those were the days. Yeah, those were the days. Hey, do you okay, mind not so smoking? in the movie... Oh, what's the matter? I'm sorry, in, the, um, in yeah. the video game Postal, you're given a list of tasks to do, like go pick up your paycheck. Go Right now he's doing a task. Go to the welfare office for your wife. And it's going to be like the video game now in which everyone's just going to freak out and there's going to be lots of carnage. Oh, so like you would go to, oh yeah, here comes the carnage. Not a good kind shot. Bulletproof. Oh. <coughs> Are we doing a body count? Body count, body count. Let so me see your body count. what starts to do, because his number is 74. Uh-huh. He starts to find lower numbers to get to the window quicker. Done that. <laughs> This is a. I wish the post the DMV is this busy, animated. Oh, I see. He is, he is actually <laughs> what this guy is our number. hero. Yeah. Who's trying to get a better number? <laughs> Ouch. Oh, look at that! Right in the kidneys. That is a punch. <laughs> okay, now this guy was online, so he like found the perfect number now. 25 and they're at 24. Oh no, like at the ending of Greed, the guy won't let go. Oh. <laughs> 25. Is he going to do it? Today might be his, his turn. Achievement unlocked. Oh. Uh oh, achievement unlocked. Unachieved. Now, that lady right there who yeah. did that to him, she will pay later. Oh. He's gonna go post on her. Will pay. You mean like financially pay? Uh, No, like she's gonna get killed. Oh, oh, all right. He's coming home to discover her in the middle of cheating. Yeah, look at that. Cameron's right behind. And for some reason, the director thinks when you have sex, you go left and right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they want to rock the trailer. I usually put the cock pump down. You know what I mean? Like, do I really need... <laughs> so stupid. So that guy was the one who gave him, you know, who who was out front and found out that she cheats on him during the day. And I guess he le- he's learned that. Right. And he's taking advantage of it. Wow, look at that fake schlong in his pants. I know. Well, you know, I've already seen Dave Foley, so I don't really need to see anyone else. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We won't get to see this guy because it's obviously a prop. Okay, so he's getting the flower so he can find the spot. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought that was just <laughs> that, a, that was just like a bar joke. I didn't realize that that's what I actually visualized that. <laughs> well, this director is that kind of person. Right? Yeah, he's, he's like, let's just go he's for German. it. He's German. Yeah, there's, there's some funny Germans. He has a cameo. Uh, in this, and it's really inappropriate. It's really bad. 
Yeah, this is the problem with having sex in an RV. The whole place shakes. He considers this film to be his most important work. Seriously. He's a restaurateur now. Oh, he's, he's a restaurateur? Yeah. I, I'm not going to eat this guy's food. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so he went to the video game makers running with scissors. He bought the rights under the thing that they would help uh, write it. And they right. came up with this dark concept. And he didn't like that at all. So he just said, no, we're not doing that. And he wrote the thing with his assistant director. Uh, but you're saying that this is like the game, though, like these missions. Well, in the game... No, it has its own story and everything. They just kind of make it like the game because he's doing tasks every now and again, and the whole place starts getting shot up, and that's what happens in the game. You right. just explore the town of Paradise. I've never, you know, I never played that game before, Postal. Mm. I played like Grand I said, I looked at video reviews, not... Uh... Hey, guys, welcome. Thanks for watching my video yeah. review. If you like yeah. my video reviews, you should like and follow and comment Subscribe. below. Subscribe. Okay, guys, we're going to be watching... Here's my review for Postal. I have this very uninteresting, you know, contrived question. Leave your answers in the comments below. Did you ever have a situation in which you went Postal? Let me know about it below. I'm going to let's stop short this conversation by me saying I'm interested in your opinion and you should comment in the comments below. <laughs> so he, after his incidents well, now, since he left him. his uh, uncle, he says, okay, I'm in. We'll do the scam. There's Osama bin Laden who is really the soup Nazi. I think I know who Osama bin Laden is. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, he is? He's, is he going to say no soup for you? He isn't going to say it, no. His name's Larry Thomas, and he's been riding that soup Nazi thing. He goes to autograph signing shows, uh -huh. and he makes personal appearances as the soup Nazi. It's getting a little old, but he's, he was nominated for an Emmy, Emmy, Emmy Award for it. Well, it tells you a lot about that sitcom where the soup Nazi guy isn't the racist one on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, he, um, his agent said, don't do this movie. Don't do this movie. It's in horrible taste. It's, a, you know, all these reasons. And he's like, yeah, but he's giving me a part in a movie and paying me money. He's, nobody's doing that. So he took the job. Oh, good, good for him, and he's right? he's good in it. He's yeah. good in it. Well, I mean, we just saw Dave Foley. We just saw Chris uh, Coppola, which, you know, God, how they got him. And then they also have yeah, Martin yeah. Troyer coming up. So people are, are fine for, to work. Yeah. That's the same we thing. We saw the Big Lebowski. Look, I mean, we saw the Big Lebowski before he passed away, I'm sure, I believe. Uh, Clint he Howard in Blubberella, it does him no favors. But other than that, uh -huh. he probably got paid for it. And it's the same with any of the actors that have been in the Uwe Ball movies, whether Tyra Reed or Christopher Slater or uh, Ben Kingsley. I mean, they all, right. all the greats have uh, acted for him. So, you know, they're happy to do the work. So right now we're learning of a plot, and that plot is Crotchy Dolls, and that's in the game, too. You see, Crotchy is this great show. It's an animated show, and oh. everyone loves Crotchy, and there are Crotchy Dolls coming out for this Christmas season. But unfortunately, uh -huh. the tanker sank in oh, the middle. No. So, right. Now, luckily, though, 
in Paradise, there's a place called Germantown. They're the only place that receives shipments early. They have the only crotchy dolls in the nation. Okay. In what nation? America. So what happens is the Taliban people, by the way, those actors are all Jewish people. He made sure of it. The Taliban people um, decide they'll put like, uh, a, you know, a, a germ in the crotchy dolls. So they're going to hijack this shipment, fill it with, you know, bio biogens what's what word am i looking for here and biogens. contaminate america I, I just want to say that with the help of the dental dam you know you can still love your crotchy doll despite the germ you know <laughs> this protection is the best way and so coincidentally dave is seeing two thousand crotchy dolls it just sold for four thousand dollars on ebay and now they're trying to do the math and they also they all they don't know it so that's like how much dollars? Uh, that's uh, wait, I got it. Four. They're like, well, it's a fuckload, right? Oh, so you like? So they're going to plan to steal it and sell them. You said this is a third time watching this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, okay. How did it make you feel? Like, did you go into the office and kill everybody? Have you gotten postal? How? Have you gotten postal yet? I I didn't go postal as a result of watching this movie. It really, okay, so I understood postal as you are an employee. You go to your job and you just hate it. So one day you shoot up the place. That's how I knew postal. You sort of talked about it in a different way. Like, Well, I feel like, but in the last 15 years, it's been more of the customer side goes into the office and, and kills everybody. I mean, there are still instances where people go back to the office and kill. So uh, it still does exist. But I think mm -hmm. it's, it expanded, like, you know, the, the term just, it was always like, oh, my God, I don't know if I want to go into this post office. Someone might go postal. You know, that was back during the heyday of, of using that term. But now yeah, it's like anybody right. can go postal. It's not necessarily a federal employee. It could just be some crazy guy. Understood. What a world. What a world. Okay, so out front is a guy running for mayor. And <clears throat> it's the guy you know from Farmers Insurance. Of course, he's been in a lot of things, but that's how you know him probably. Wait, J.K. Simmons? What? Uh, uh, yes, exactly. All right. I look forward. You see the... He just got a purse nabbing and, and, and postal dude did nothing about it. Like right in front of him, there's a purse Yeah, snatch. typical white guy. Wow, I want to get back to the... the oh, wow, Mike. Get back to the air hockey table. <laughs> All that fucking gross shit. <laughs> That's a typical white guy. So <laughs> now here we're going to have another uh, uh, postal two game situation in which... okay. The guy out front is running for mayor, and he's uh, he, his lines are all ad-libbed, by the way. It's pretty cool. But this guy goes out, like, with a suicide bomber jacket because he was – he's exposing the truths about – boom. All right. That's their big joke. Thank Nothing you, happened. Director Bowles. Wow, that's a good bloody scene. Bloody good yeah. show. Bloody, bloody good show. Wow, that's going to really attract business, especially in the heat. 
Well, he asks, how much is this? Okay, see those post office boxes? They're Canadian, and they're supposed to be in the United States. The Internet thought that was interesting. Yeah. Oh, my God. When I saw that, I nearly woke up. It was that interesting. <laughs> okay, so part of the plot is they need something to put the crotchy dolls in, so they have to steal a van so it's not traceable to them. Okay, so he's taking a sleeping guy in a wheelchair somewhere. Well, he doesn't have a ladder, you see. Oh, he's going to use the guy, the sleeping guy's wheelchair to jump over. This sleeping guy is the butt of a lot of jokes. Uh, he's not sleeping. He's just sort of paralyzed or something. Uh, he's going to be a, the butt of a lot of humor. You'll see. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing him again, I guess. <laughs> look, that's not a stunt double. You could tell it's a Canadian place because the signs say, no thoroughfare, please. <laughs> Do refrain from thoroughfare. What? Authorized vehicles only, please. Thank you. Okay, there's the Slim Jim that he bought from the... I know the Slim Jim store. that he bought. Yeah, that's, I've been watching that. What the... Okay, now who should show up but Officer, Officer Gray? Officer Guy from the last reel. And he's like, you better have my money. The sooner this guy resolves his plot arc, the better we can move on with this movie. <laughs> He's throughout, my man. He's such, this is such a long movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, this movie's we've been watching it for at least five minutes and nothing's happened. The cop's upset that, well, what do you mean? I mean, uh, we've seen our guy fall into a Right, he had a bad day, and then his day's getting worse. And eventually he's going to go mad, right? No, no, he, the thing opened up, he's like, he's out of prison, he's unemployed, he can't get a job, the world disrespects him, but his uncle's offering him a chance to get ahead by being in this scam, so he's going for it. At the same time, we've learned that the Taliban is hiding in paradise, and they are going to try to destroy the world with crotchy dolls. So everyone's after the crotchy dolls. So it isn't just like we're wandering through the day. I mean, it's all... Okay, now Officer Greg feeds him. And the guy's like, Argh! He goes, oh, it gets cold at night in my garage. I'll cover you up, Dave. Oh, what's that? All right. Well, that was the last we'll see of him. There we go. What a disrespectful cop. Huh? Only in the movies. <laughs> Well, when Dave gets killed, he's very upset. So, okay, now we're going over the plan, and this is a model of Germantown. Okay. I guess we should. And they're going to make a distraction and go into the warehouse and get the crotchy doll. International star of the crotchy show will be there at that. The star of the crotchy show is going there. Senor Crotchy? Her Crotchy? Her Crotchy? The Crotchy is animated, but international superstar so-and-so does the voice. It's international superstar Tom Kenny does the voice of Crotchy? I wouldn't say Tom Kenny because I don't know who it is. It's uh, Mini-Me. It's Mini-Me. Tom, Tom so, Crotchy is... Uh, uh, Tom Crotchy. Tom Kenny is uh, the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. Ah, uh, Catchy the Pirate Dude. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, but it's Vern Troyer does the voice. I, was okay, this... now the Taliban is also right. trying to come up with the plan, but they're a little more sophisticated, see? Uh, yeah, I guess so. After the 
You can see he's soup Nazi, kind of. He's hiding. Oh, he's <laughs> he realizes, like, oh my god, what am I doing here? I'm just gonna hide behind these extras. Okay, the phone rings. Yes. And who is it? Uh, Justin. Justin, who? Just in case you didn't know, I uh, did something else. See, it was a play on Justin. Now, this is Brent Mendelhall, and he only ever plays George Bush, and he's really only been in two things, of which this is one of them. So what he's saying is, listen, Osama, we're going to blow up these oil tankers in Iraq, but only, uh, you know, the oil fields, but only certain ones are ours. So if, I'm going to give you the ones to blow up so that we can get the insurance money. So he says, sure thing. It's funny, he's a little annoyed by George Bush. Who's George Bush again? Yeah. I don't remember. He was the vice president of Ronald Reagan. Oh, right. Yeah, the voodoo economics guy. Whatever happened to him? Right. N read my lip. Right. Hey, did you just grab my ass? I just wanted now, a photograph, Mr. President. <laughs> the cult made it so that the transportation for international superstar crotchy boys gets messed up. So Damn cold. they drop him off eight miles from paradise and he's pissed. Wow. It's hard to hear paradise because uh, the entire city of paradise, California, burned down in the last 12 months. So. Uh-huh. I wonder which paradise this is, what state it is. I'm not uh, sure. Well, yeah, these tasteless motherfuckers. Sure, 9-11 was funny. Oh, she's got a Hitler mustache. They all have Hitler mustaches. Well, they're going undercover oh, to German town. Oh, all right. Well, that explains why our hero has a swastika van. Oh, and driving. Osama bin Laden, they're on their way, too. This is my favorite uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. <laughs> when Osama bin Laden was with Muhammad. Yeah. So here we are in little German town. Right. And we're seeing all sorts of stereotype German things. And the thing yeah. is, the guy who does it is really German. So right. he was he's playing on his own, like what you think you want to see as German. Right. Oh, yeah. On the old concentration camp playground. Crotchy, There's man. a crotchy. A little bit of a dick. He is a little bit of a dick. What a prick. <laughs> He looks like Grimace. He looks like Grimace with a hard on. Yeah, with yeah. a hard on. Who is a hard on? Grimace after okay. he stopped eating meat. Oh, that's him. That's the director. That's the director. That is the director. With all the crotchy dolls. So we are the only people in North America having the crotchy dolls exclusively here on sale. Yay. Yay. Now watch, listen to this. Yay. He's a German. Alright, what is all this shit, man? Oh, I thought he was gonna go right into it. The next thing he says is that there's a rumor that this was all funded by Nazi gold, and it is true. But someone must do something with the money. Right. Can we turn this movie off? Oh, phew. If you wish. So now we're going to, he's, he's sending him off to get more, you know, donations, and he says, more than $10 this time. The, 
this, the director also says now that sometimes they get horny when there is a big crowd with all the children and everything. And the guy's like, are you kidding me? What should I say? It's true. But somebody must do something with the money. That's the Nazi gold joke. I get a little horny here on stage sometimes. If you see the crowd and all the children. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? That's very funny, I guess. All right, so we're backing up now. Right. The uh, guy who's at the gate at Germantown is a fellow cult member, so they get to walk right in, oh, like here. Ocean's Eleven. You got to have the Nazi women, I guess. The bikini Nazis. Well, they're in disguise. Oh, they're in disguise. I thought they were genuine. Because it's too. Yeah. No, I think I got the joke. Um, I do not endorse any joke in this whole thing. I think it's in horrible bad taste. There's not every a, line of it. Right? There's not a single joke you endorse? Th- that I what? what you, endorse? Yeah. No. I don't think so. What the, what's, what the fuck is going on? They spend good money on that costume, the penis costume. <sighs> oh, um, there's this... Um, scene in which he fires with a, a cat as a silencer and it's because it's in the movie and it costs forty thousand dollars for that one little two second scene really that must to make this prosthetic cat. cat who shoots oh. i thought it was like forty dollars and the cat's owners will forget about it yeah <laughs> you shot my you can cat. clearly see it's not a cat oh look at these hiller bikini girls well they're trying they're making their distraction from the guards, the crotchy uh-huh. guards. Oh, well, there you go. So the joke here is the distraction is for them, not us, Uncle. Oh, right. Because right, he's getting horny. But then Postal Dude says, okay, okay, because he got horny too. Oh, who could... So he has a swastika band and a peace T-shirt. Okay, there's the whole crotchy stock, the crotchy right. dolls. This this scene cost forty six cents to photocopy <laughs> that and put Look how that clearly box. they're empty. Oh no, that's like a, it really like strained a lot of muscle moving that box. Okay, now here comes international superstar. Yes. Who's mini me? Oh, He's coming crotchy. in a pickup truck and they're like, That's classy. Um, he is two feet eight inches. He did pass away yeah. uh, in 2018. He is not like a midget or a dwarf. He has a rare genetic disorder, uh, short-limbed dwarfism due to skeletal dysplasia uh, and a predisposition predisp- to cancer. He was the shortest man in the world. Um Wow. And we all know him as Mini-Me, of course. Right, and also uh, Baby's Day Out. He played the baby in a lot of, <laughs> oh, in a lot of stunt scenes. He was, he was the Bugs Bunny, uh, remember? He brought the baby home. Right. Oh, no, you're saying yeah. that's yeah, No, he wasn't. Was he didn't play that part. But he was. there was a movie It was produced by John Hughes called Baby's Day Out. And it was kind of like Home You're Alone. not kidding? It came out in the I early saw Baby's 90s. Day out. That yeah. was a baby. Right. Well, no, that was stuntman Vern Troyer and a couple and a bunch of seeds. That wasn't a baby. That was Vern Troyer dressed as a baby. We're talking about the cute kids film. Yeah, the cute kids film. You're gonna be kidding me. Okay, so 
now the Taliban has showed up, and that's when the real trouble's going to happen. Everything's going to get all confused. So he goes, where's my money? And he starts giving him gold teeth. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. The guy, the guy is horrible throughout this whole film. Yeah, Blubberella. Blubber, uh, Sorry, I can't pronounce that, that steam name. Blubberella is like this too, but cheaper. Oh, is that pull string? Yeah, and you hear you hear uh, Vern's voice. Uh oh, what the hell is this? Taliban. Taliban guys. Yeah. Tala 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 Taliban. <laughs> da 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 da. Because the Taliban. Ba, 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 ba. Now, how did so they built this in Vancouver, or this was an actual street? They just they had. They built it in Vancouver. There's two Canadian locations. One was Vancouver. The other was Cloverdale, British Columbia. I don't know. Um, this was filmed in a month, pretty much September 13 to October 30, so a month and a half. Yeah. Oh look, he it blew was his top. Uh, he's the real uh, he's the director of the the video game oh I see and they gave him a credit oh and he's beating up the director of this movie yes, yes. <laughs> which is based, that's kind of funny this is Faith by the way she gets uh, we met her at the coffee shop and I didn't have a chance to bring her up okay uh, she's a star of a Netflix series today but back here in 2007 this was this was her rise <laughs> Oh no! They oh, shot that guy. They've shot now. Now Officer Greg is very upset about that. Officer Greg was the host of Vibe, the talk show based on the magazine. Now yes, we're just going to see a bunch Vibe. of Postal Two game shootout. Now one of the things that Uwe Boll did, and I think it was during Postal, was that he challenged his film critics to boxing yeah. match. And to he, a boxing match. Yeah, and yeah. he is, you know, he is a boxer, and he actually did. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. We see a bunch of children now get killed. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> I got to laugh at All that. All right. Really? Go ahead. You were saying? Oh, I was He so... challenged him to a boxing match. Yeah, no, but, but he won. But that was before I saw the children get shot. And that, that's pretty funny. I have to catch my breath. <laughs> oh, here it is. It's dying words. Done. Um, the director is dead. Yeah, here it is. In June 2006, Bull publicly announced he's challenging numerous critics to put up or shut up uh, five of his harshest critics to fight in a series of multi-round boxing matches to be held in Vancouver and broadcast over the Internet. He planned to use the footage from the fights for the movie, but it didn't fit the plot, so the idea was dropped. And now, then he says it claimed they might be part of the DVD when it's released. Does that mean he actually did this boxing match? I don't think so. He did the boxing match. He actually did. Really? Yeah. And he plum- He wow. really did beat the shit out of the his critics because he's a, he knows how to box. <laughs> he didn't, he oh didn't my draw God. punches, uh, you know. Why would they agree to do that, money? Because it's just goofy, you know, when you're an internet film critic and or you're just a film critic in this modern day and age. And you said, of course. I've boxed you, Uwe Boll, director of Alone in the Dark. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> okay, now, Coppola's done something weird. Coppola has strayed from the plan. He has decided to capture Mini-Me. Oh, right. He's just gone for it. He's gone rogue. 
now. They recognize each other from the coffee shop. Right. And his Hitler mustache is gone. Do you know who he is, by the way? Uh, isn't he the president of the country now? Do you remember Christmas Story? Yeah, from the 80s? He was the bully. <laughs> wow, well, good for him. He was Scott Farkas. He was in Almost Famous. He was in Freddy vs. Jason. He was in Transformers. I've seen Transformers. He was on Party of Five and Texas Walkers Ranger and NYPD Blue. But today he does this weird thing. He's the CEO of this company in which they have all the sports teams and they treat them like stocks and you invest in them. And if you know if they do well in a game or something, they're head in the finals or something. The stocks start. You know, more people buy the team and the stock starts to go up. Oh, it's like fantasy it's, sports, yeah. sports stocks. So the thing is, once like it's clear what the season is going to do, everyone tanks, everyone jumps, you know, and you get caught holding the ball. You've invested eight hundred dollars and you didn't sell in time. Right. Okay. So oh, now they're going to chase. Man. They're going to chase the crotchy dolls, and All they right. shoot the roof like celebration. I hate when people do that. It always backfires and get Somebody in the backseat gets hit by a bullet. You know, that doesn't. Not every single one goes through the car. And Anytime the I see one of those things where the crowd is just shooting upwards, those uh-huh. bullets they arc in the sky and they land. Right, I know, but they never show you that. Well, I mean, how can they? It could be three miles away. The, but the point is, they could keep the those idiots lingering. might have killed someone. Yeah. Okay. Here's the lady from the welfare office, and look what he does. All right, I'm watching. Whoa. That was a threefer. Yeah. She does her own stunts, by the way. That was not one take. That's CGI. (laughs) That better be CGI. Now we get standard Officer Greg stuff. Ah, we just killed a white woman. So he blames himself. Well, he was like, I thought I had a blowout. Damn it. He goes, oh. Now, the internet makes a big deal that some of the children are breathing. I, well, they're not very good actors when they're playing dead, slain children. Yeah. Sweet. And this one is like the the main guy who was always on the, the um, you know, the guy who interviewed and everything has been shot. So she's now going to become the star, like the Klingon Empire. Right. Wow. Oh, look, they're breathing. Those kids don't know how to play dead slain children. That's right. Oh, how many kids? It's funny because there's a lot of dead children on that scene. Yeah. Hilarious. By the way, Dave Foley did uh, the voice of Flick in uh, Bud's Life. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. What are the he's been well brain candy he was particularly funny. Yeah. In that movie. He really was. News radio, I mean, he uh he sold the whole show. It rested on his shoulders for everybody to act crazy while he did the Eddie Albert, I guess, of uh like from Green Acres, he kinda was the normal guy among a bunch of crazy. Right, while everyone was crazy. But he also played the psychiatrist and he played um he played like four different roles in that film but as the lead that was his role oh yeah absolutely 
I mean, and he was always funny in Kids in the Hole. I mean, we love Dave Foley, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's like watching Eric Idle just act in anything. You know, like Nuns in the Run, you got it, I'm there. <laughs> Make a bad choice, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. He hasn't done such... I mean, he was in Care Bears, Nutcracker. <laughs> he was in South Park's as oh, one of the Baldwin brothers, movie, he, you know, that yeah. movie. But have you ever seen Burn, Hollywood Burn, an Alan Smithy film where he plays Alan no. Smithy? He's Alan Smithy. He's, he made a movie so bad he wants to take his name off and put a pseudonym on, only to realize... Should I see it? Yeah, it's terrible. Okay. It's a genuinely <laughs> bad movie. I saw it in the theater. When you okay now this is postal dude and he's going to get blamed for some serious he's getting blamed right now see he's got the oh, picture oh yeah look it's going down and so this crowd member notices him hey you're that guy with a Hitler mustache no I took it off <laughs> it's not me anymore I was just playing let's pretend Hitler Well, that officer is short. Now they're cleaning up the blood from Farmer's guy. And he tripped on it. Is that really J.K. Simmons? This guy? No, no. That guy, uh, you've seen him in The Mummy. Uh, uh, his name's Eric. Uh, he's Habib. He's Eric Avi. I don't know. You've seen him in Stargate. Uh -huh. You've seen him in Planet of the Apes. He's okay. all over the... Which Planet of the Apes? He always plays the him ethic. Um, apes. Planet 2001 with oh, Marky the, Mark. Yeah, the Marky Mark one. Well, he was in Mr. Deeds. Um, what, the Adam Sandler movie or the original Mr. Deeds? Goes to town. The Adam Sandler film. He played a banker? He played a guy who looked at him funny? Yeah, like that. He yeah. played a person called Cecil Anderson. I don't know. He oh. was in Home Alone 4. We talked about that last show. <laughs> you would figure about the fourth in, uh, Home Alone. Paul Blart Mall cop. He was. He was. You've seen that guy. Paul Blart Mall cop. He was a yeah. Paul Mall. Blah, 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 blah. He uh, was a vendor. <laughs> hi, Paul Blart Mall cop. <sighs> okay, so to hi, evade the, the right, exactly. Right. He, the postal dude is now putting on the cop's uniform, and it actually says D Ward. His last name in real life is Ward. So it's uh, Dude Ward. I, I Can you read it? I guess so. I mean, uh, I've been looking at it. Hello, citizens. Anyway. He ran that way. Oh, they're looking for him. Mm-hmm. What happened to the cop that he took the clothes off from? I don't know. He was laying there on the ground. Interesting. I love when cops run away. He's got his real gun. I know. That's a serious mistake. Okay, so they've escaped to... Um, okay, I kind of don't understand where they are now. I think they're going to get into the van and head home as the Taliban follow them, but that should have already been happening. I I, I kind of don't get There's, it. They're like outside the fucking lobby of a hotel or something. Oh, that's it, that's it. Okay, they are now back at the compound where the Taliban got there first. Oh. And they're waiting for them to arrive with the crotchy dolls, and then they're going to... Steal the crotchy take dolls. The, right. 
Huh. They're going to grab their crotchies? Yeah. Grab your crotchies. So now, <laughs> now the bully in Christmas Story is going to snake his way. <laughs> He's halfway snaked there. <laughs> He's snaking it. He's totally yeah. snaking it. Okay, there, there's the cat. Now, we're going to see a $40,000 shot in a second. Okay. Which is in the game. I saw it in the game. Does the game look like fun? No, the game looks like you go around town and you murder people. You start fires. You, you know, That's... you shoot. And it's full of racism and it's terrible. Well, that was the thing. It was like this, the humor was like this kind of <coughs> gopher broke. They do. Yeah. Already takes the cat. There's the cat gun. <laughs> that was forty dollar cat, but forty thousand dollars. They didn't have to pay anything. The cat really liked that scene. He was like, "If you want to stick that gun up my butt again, that's fine." So I don't know why he says signals now that I've killed one person off into a side, you know, that right. you should come in, but they do. So our hero, postal guy, just shot a man dressed as a cop, no less. No. It, well, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, he shot a, a Taliban member. Oh, yeah. All right. So we killed a okay, cat. Okay, now that we so find out. What? That bullet went to the cat's butt out of his mouth, right? Yeah, and the cat's fine. Cat's fine. Only in Hollywood. The magic bullet went right through the intestines and past the gallbladder. That is some magic bullet, I'll tell you. Now, Mr. Coppola lets us know that he has a secret room. Uh-oh. A secret compound kind of thing. Yeah, and Dave is like, I'm the leader of this cult, not you. And we find out that uh, Richard, that's his name, has studied the Bible, uh, you know, Kids in the Hall's Bible, and read between the scenes, and he understands the prophecy totally. And this is all part of it. Your dungy compound has 50 shades of gray. Wait a minute. <laughs> and all the lights. Look, he's holding them like a baby. Wow, that looks pretty good. I would live there. Don't touch that, you fool. It's just a gun. I'm trained on this equipment. Yeah, I hate when you leave guns around your compound. You got to put them in the gun box. Compound gun box. So what we're learning now is we're not just going to take the crotchy dolls and sell them for the tax money. We're going to also infect the world like the Taliban. Their plan was just the United States, but our plan is the total world because that is what the prophecy says. I thought their plan was not to shave their fucking faces before going in front of the camera. Dave Foley and Vern Troyer, I'm looking at you. (laughs) Oh, and Bikini Girls. Did they shave their mustache? They did. At least they took their Hitler mustaches off. They don't need to be undercover now. No, they're out of the German town, so they can take their hit right. First thing to go. So I went to this place to do an open mic because they were filming there, and you get to, you know, have a little tape. And 
I did okay, but there's hardly anybody laughing, so I can't use it. You know, there's so few people in the room. Right. But anyway, that guy told me, you have to change your profile picture because the shadow under your nose makes it look like a Hitler mustache. So oh, immediately. I know, that photo. I know that photo, too. Oh, and you think the same? I, it's I, gone now. All right. Well, that's an old picture anyway, right? I mean. 2016, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's Old City. It's gone. I put up uh, one on which I'm pointing at the can. I don't know. It's good. So now they're trying to decide who is the one who's going to sacrifice themselves, you know, like a suicide bomber kind of thing. And they all vote for that guy in the chair who's like a local nightclub owner in real life. But he's like (laughs) sort of, you know, the disabled one. So the joke is they're railroading him into being suicide bomber, so nobody, they don't have to die. So they don't have to do it. And he's holding the crotchy doll in his lap right now. He was. Yeah. yeah. Stroking it. Oh, I see. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Probably that it's is too what subtle, huh? Do you think that's a little too subtle for this movie? So now we're, that plot I told you about. See, he's got the Bible in his hand. Right. And he's like, there's prophecies foretold in this. It's a great book. And one of them is that Minnie's got to die. Hey, have you heard the good news? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, they're now selling tacos at, uh, at the Burger King. Go yell it on the mountain. Oh, that's good news. That's good news. Yeah. They're a dollar a taco. Oh, that's even now better the, news. I ate The prophecy of says that he has to be um, kicked in the cross like by raped Mimi. by the monkeys. Raped by monkeys. Okay. So Richard's been preparing for this day, so he's got the monkeys. All and right. here we see some expensive CGI. They didn't get real monkeys? They got a real cat for that. That cat wasn't Maybe real. they are real. I just see some CGI in here. You can see like a bunch of zeros and ones. They're just like, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even going to bother finishing this. Oh, they put part of me. Oh, so what are they doing to Vern Troy right now? The They're monkeys. reaming them. Oh, all right. And his part in the movie is now done. <laughs> oh, it's, that's trading places. That's the end of trading places. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Al, Al, Al Senator and oh, that's right, Al Senator guy from and Tom, Second City TV. Well, it was Tom Davis and Al Franken, the comedy duo. Mm, they mm-hmm. were playing the uh, uh, Porters. One monkey, two monkey, who cares? Oh, wait, that was <laughs> yeah. later. Right. All right so now so. he's asking him questions that he can't answer. Like, if you don't want to do it, just answer the question, you know. Oh, because he doesn't want to do it. He's still holding on to his crotchy. Yeah. They all, well, that's, it's him, it is, and everyone applauds. I would have to like now they're mad where's Obama and we find out Obama is here at this seminar oh Donald Trump is next and then Russell Simmons it's always weird and it's all about um, how to manipulate your employees oh I gotcha have you ever seen like those seminars where they're like we can make you rich and it'll be like rich dad and you're like okay that makes sense and they'll be like Russell (laughs) Simmons really and really Oh, George W. Bush used to do those. He would show mm. up to a one-day seminar. 
dominating your employees. By the way, this yeah. whole scene is ad libs, believe it or not. I believe it. You don't really have to preface that. <laughs> the script said do shit on it, so they they so technically it wasn't improvised. Well, you know, a lot of people uh, compliment me on my improv work. Uh, say I'm a master at it, but what they don't know is when it comes to improv, I'm just winging it. Just <laughs> I just make it up as I go along. Yeah, they never figured that out. No, well, but I'm like, a lot of people would be very disappointed if they know I was just improvising my improv. You had a improv, imp uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Intervention. That's very improv, improv, improv intervention, where they're like, you have a, a drug problem. And you're like, yes, <laughs> and? You have a drug problem. Yes, and? Yes, and? Well, we're here to stop you. Yes, and? Okay. Yeah. I'll go with it. All right, so wait, okay, Chris now Popola we're learning that Uncle Dave was just a vessel for God, and he has to die on this day. Is it Easter? But then already? Richard gets horny. Uh huh. Makes sense. What a dick. And Dave in real life is gay, but in this movie he's not, and now he realizes I'm gay, and he's, he's happy about it. Maybe that's why he's paying a lot of alimony to his ex-wife. Well, there we go. That's the moment. Fuck. Fuck me. I'm fucking gay. Who the fuck knew? I had no clue, man, but this explains a lot. Oh, I can finally learn to love myself for who I am. I'm a fucking chubby chaser, too. Fuck it, man. This is great. Oh, you know what? Check out this joke. Start my whole new life. Alright. Because this is a start of my whole new life. Bang. Now, you said he was married, but I understood that from Kids in the Hall days, he was gay. So, he's not? I don't know. Okay, so am I. He still hasn't died yet. Oh, that was it. Yuck. Well, you see how he's grabbing the girl's tit? He just said before he you, died, he goes, I guess I'm bi. You we are grateful to. That was just an excuse. Are, are, you, are your dying words going to be honk, honk? <laughs> you grab if it's a movie. If it's a movie, right? You most dignified way of dying would be uh, grabbing someone's breath. So now we say, say the prophecy doesn't say that he has to die. Right. Unless you, you know, you could just be killed by the bird flu like everyone else. Listen, I think I know my prophecy, okay? You don't have to be a dick about it just because you read the prophecy. <laughs> doesn't mean I didn't read the prophecy. I was reading it on the bus, highlighting it. To... Oh, sure, the prophecy. Look at this. Canadian's got himself a backup thingamajig. <laughs> Well, what he says now is, I'm the only one who knows where the crotchy dolls are, you know, because I drove the van, so therefore you got to let me live. And Coppola's like, darn it, okay. He's still pointing a gun at him. Carl, Because he says, or we could just find him on our own. Carl, stop. Just, I know you've seen this movie three times. I know you researched it, but I don't want to hear anything more about this movie. Oh, stop telling you the plot? Yeah. 
I'm done oh, with okay. it. I'm done. I'm checking out. I can't. I can't watch any more of this. I go. Oh, I, I think it's getting close to the end. What? What time? What minute are we? At? I don't even know. I'm not going near the computer. That's how bad this movie is. Okay. Um, I guess you so you saw that he got up. Oh, jeez. I should you tell me the plot. Sorry. You can tell me the plot. It's all right. Tell me the plot. This guy's hot. All right. I'll tell you something else. Uh, there was going to be a Postal 2, but nobody would give it money. Nobody, nobody. would give it money. But Postal um, was more popular when the sequel came out. Postal 2 is the one that kind of got all the... And I think Gary Coleman played himself in the video game. And that's kind of like how kids. He sing. did. Yeah. And he refused to be in the movie because he would have to swear. But he did Church Ball, which we watched. That was his last movie. Yeah, I don't understand, but it's true. Gary Goldman turned it down. Lots of people turned it down. Uh, they went to um, Sarah Silverman. Um, they went to that guy from Saturday Night Live who's... Let me just try to see if I can find it. Have you ever seen, they all turned it down. Have you ever seen the movie It's Pat, the movie? Yeah, he that Dave was in that. Dave Foley was I in mean, that. Yeah, he played this, he replayed his character in that. So he's not averse to make like he still bounces back. I don't think like being in postal makes you a bad person. Well, it's Pat was nineteen ninety four. I mean, Kids yeah. in the Hall was very fresh then. He was big then. Oh, here it is. Rob Schneider they approached. Uh-huh. Sh- uh huh. Schneider turned it down. Yeah. He turned it down. <laughs> David Cross, you know, yeah. from he said no. Yeah. Not funny ironic, comedian. No. He turned it down. He had problems. He said, uh, you can have George Bush in that movie. Well, I have opinions. And then a half hour later, like, okay, David, maybe, maybe you can just... <laughs> no, I get it. Right. Yeah, no, I get it. You don't like him. I got you. Oh, peace sign and anarchy sign move over. Yeah. And when they describe him, that's how they say. He's in a peace... You know, he's killing everybody in a peace sign t-shirt. And not since uh, Stanley Kubrick's uh, full metal jacket have we seen such irony, like... Now we're going to see a bunch of Postal 2 kind of just shootouts. Shootouts. They come in. Got to move that mouse. Move that mouse. Click. Click. It's a computer game. So you shoot them by using your mouse and then, or you... uh... Uh, I guess. I don't know. I just saw the preview. It's all from Postal Guy's point of view, by the way. Is this a joystick game or do you need a keyboard to shoot everybody? I I don't know. Interesting. I wonder if there's a postal app. You probably have a bunch of different buttons, you know, that because you have to, you can pick different weapons and yeah. all That's sorts right. of stuff. Select weapon. What are the weapons? It'll be like 44, uh, 88. You can pick AK. a whip. You can pick, you can pee. You can pee on people and things. Really? You can use a flamethrower. Right. It's all weapons. Can you pee on someone and then use the flamethrower? Because what is One, it? When you're reloading, when you're choosing your weapon, right, you can pee. That could be that's a so, choice. Wait a minute, can I use the flamethrower and then extinguish the flame by peeing on it? This is important gameplay. Question. I can't hear you well. All of a sudden, that that I think the volume's peak. I think you said, "Can I shoot a plane?" No, 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 no not shoot a plane. Can I listen? Can I use a flame to, uh, thrower? Light yeah. someone on fire, and then I, can I extinguish the flames? Oh, by with the on pee! It? What yeah. a great question! It's a really good question. Yeah. Huh? It's one of the ages. Now, basically, the flamethrower ignites people in this game, and they rip around. It's horrible. So maybe, yeah, you could pee them. 
What yeah, happens when you fired. pee on people in the game? Do they go, ugh, oh, hi, buddy. No, nah, knock that off. <laughs> yeah, he's like Matthew Modine, Joker from Full Metal Jacket. Got his uh, kill card and his peace sign. Yeah. Yeah. He's still a bully. Oh, I like these Big Lebowski. And you know the other guy's face. Triple five, and, chi and there's the triple five chicken in Delhi. That is some good. Have you ever had a triple five chicken? <laughs> really good sandwich. No. Very good. So for, all right, so the first layer is chicken, right? And then the second layer is chicken. And then the final three layers are also chicken. There's five. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like a layered chicken effect. It's, it's yeah. It's really good. It's only six Canadian dollars. Wow, look at this place. I think only bicycles are allowed on the streets. Okay, so for some reason, the mob found him. He went to go find the mob that was looking for him, and they just found, they found him. him. Isn't that how love works? <laughs> Run! Gunning and running. Without dying, I mean, they just shoot. I mean... Are they shooting at him? It's not. They're not. Yeah. They're not doing a good job. Those weapons are not. Are they have one job only? Is to kill someone. Oh, uh, here comes the gang. We want our money back. We're actors in this film. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's see if we can avoid these bullets. Wow! One bullet hit that guy. Another bullet hit that guy. Right. Their bullets don't hit him. Nope, don't hit a damn thing. Oh, this is the part of the movie where they change, where he changes. He's like, yeah, I embrace it. <laughs> I would I tell you, but I'm not the allowed. Chaos. They're all dead. Great. Good job. Then he gets to say something witty. Look at these Everybody bodies. don't breathe. Hold your breath. <laughs> right. And roll them. What? Uh, keep breathing. Don't worry about it. But maybe this isn't like Troma's War when they all wave at the camera. All the corpses on the ground wait till the credits roll. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we'll be so lucky. I think that's what the director said. He said, the kids can breathe through it. Are you better than kids? <laughs> I want you lying there and not breathing. She's chewing gum while there's a gun in her face. So they tried to crowdfund a Postal 2. Uh -huh. um, yeah. And it was going to be the the script was written. They were going to they were going to do Julian Assange and Edward Snowden. There's no difference between our democracy and the prison camps in Russia and China, all this stuff. Oh, that's some hard-hitting satire Postal 2 wise. Yeah. yeah. So on in 2013, they just sort of canceled it for lack of interest. Well, I don't think they really wanted that director to do it again. I mean, so now Osama's card won't go. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. But do you do you think like uh, the the game company was kind of happy for this movie for the notoriety they gave it? Yes, and they first of all they bought the rights to it, so they made money there. Yeah. Uh oh, mom's. Crossing the stroller in the middle of the street. Oh no! Oh, just dead baby. That's all. Oh no, she's still yeah. alive. She's only in the air right now. Okay, so now this is not a plot point. That is oh, Officer the... Greg. 
who's with his Oh, he's sleeping. The officer's sleeping. The both cops are there. Yeah. It's not cool to videotape it. The cops should know that, like, just from the criminals that videotape their crimes. Then why, how would we ever see it? Oh, look. <laughs> You're right. It's going the okay. wrong direction. Maybe the bed's uh, on sideways. Right. Yeah. Actually, it might be because I remember in the very first scene when she was sitting watching the television. Yeah. So now it's a DP. Uh, I, director of photographer. Is that what yeah. You say? Photographer. Yeah, maybe I think it was yeah. a DP. And again, the, the house is shaking the wrong way for that. Left the bed. <laughs> he doesn't even notice, huh? Is that the joke? His wife's getting. Uh, well, no, he doesn't care anymore. I, I'm not allowed to tell plot points, but he's at the point now in which he he's got his new girl. I don't think there's any more plots. Uh, Well, do you know what? Okay, I'm not telling you. I'm telling you. (laughs) Don't tell me. This is about a guy. We'll just see a big shootout anyway. All right. Bang. Pew, pew. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. The gunfire has stopped the sex. That's when you know you're watching really depressing porn where they don't end the scene with a cum scene, but there's gunfire. They, they, <laughs> now the Taliban show up and All there's right. no bullet holes in their van anymore. Okay. Here they go. Now they join in. Yeah, come on. This yeah. will be fun, guys. Come on. So we got three groups of people. Oh, here's the neighbor. Dang, damn it. I got me a shotgun. Gun. But use me a shotgun. Kapow, once. Uh, I better refill my shotgun. Whoa. Bang. Oh, man, Coppola's got a big-ass gun. Yup. I've been outgunned, outnumbered, outgunned. Yeah, and Mohammed's very jealous of that. He's like, what the? That's a How good does gun. he have? You never thought of that, Osama? Yeah, that's a good American gun. Hey, it touches your, your convertible. It's a good summer gun. You drive around the beach in your convertible. <laughs> summer gun. Well, then there's like the Christmas gun where you attach it to a Christmas float, to a Thanksgiving float. There's the cat gun. Cat gun. That one is really good because it, it the cat survives and the cat gets to join <laughs> in. Technically, the cat killed the person because the bullet went through his anus out of his mouth. <laughs> I didn't know a cat had a straight shot from his mouth to his butt. Yeah, did you see the That was what the human centipede was all about. It was like a clear <laughs> path. Yeah, I saw the human centipede. What bullshit, man. I mean, it was had six legs. No, six so, legs no. does not a centipede make. One star. Not realistic. Well, no, there was another one where they did 100. Like, I think the sequel. Oh, no, wow. No, but 50, it's... it's uh, 25 people? Yeah, wait, no, up. I think it's... Now, that's a centipede. Right, it's 25. I think it was 100 people, so they were really gilding the lily. That well, point. that'd be 400 He did three human centipede movies, Tom Six, and uh, I haven't seen any of them. But the third one had uh, uh, Eric Roberts in it as a sheriff who, like, takes 100 cell people, and uh, cellmates, and makes a 100-person human centipede. Wow. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I haven't seen them. 
I don't know why. No farting. <laughs> now, why is everybody that's stopped? Your that's your takeaway. That's your takeaway. I just saw all three human centipede movies, and it taught me one thing. No farting. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> Show some respect to the guy, to, you know, so to your anus. So, uh, what, why is everybody? Yeah, they're all what's hanging going out. on in the film, Mike. It's a oh well. I I'll tell you what's going on. Let me give you the plot. Okay. There was a block party, but the beer's yeah. not there yet, and they promised a roast pig, but no one even brought the grill. And he's like, oh. well, maybe we don't have to get roast pig, and that upset that guy. <laughs> he's like, well, hang on a sec. Do you hear that? The ice cream truck's coming up. Let me get a run of ice cream on. And then the guy goes, I'm lactose intolerant, asshole. And they're like, well, we don't even want to eat that shit. So you have seen this. Yeah, yeah I've seen it. And the guy's like, well, all right. Well, the bounty house is coming. And he goes, really? Well, no, we should have been here by now. Oh, damn it. <laughs> but you promised sandwiches. Oh, listen, I have a Domino's app. I, I just ordered Domino's while we were talking. Oh, hooray. Well, who does like Domino's? <laughs> I don't like Domino's. See, I've seen this movie. You could do I thought it was just a theory. Wow, they are just talking. Why is it this guy, too? Uh, why? 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 Why is the cop upset? You'll never know. You know, that's what Transformers 4 really helped me with. They said, why was it all Shia LaBeouf for the first three Transformers? What about the rest of the world? Huh? Maybe, like, you mm -hmm. know... Maybe T.J. Miller. What about him? And that's what the film did. Uh-oh, gunfire. Miss, 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 miss. The, the shootout's on again? Why? What's different? Well, Domino's was closed, actually. He, yeah, he called Pizza <laughs> Hut. They got really pissed off. Shakey's. You know, Shakey's is pizzeria. That guy Shakey's is not a real person, so don't worry. Like, really? Yeah, because I keep I keep calling nine one one saying I think Shakey's needs like an ambulance or something. Okay, now it's not a plot point. Okay, Watch good. what happens to the car. Well, I just saw I got bullets through it. Guy's wearing my underwear. Pew 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 pew. Uh oh, the sex trailer. All right, are they going to shoot him? Can't tell you. <laughs> you can't tell me? <laughs> I don't I want to tell me. I don't want to hear the plot anymore. I can't hear you. You're shooting. And the answer is no, I don't like getting shot at. This is so trauma. I guess it's UV Ball's trauma. Like, there's a lot of... Uh, Save some virgins for me. Right, here we go. I don't even know where who half these people are. Where's Osama going? What's going on? I don't know where Osama's going. <laughs> oh, he's okay, now, this phone. is not a plot point. All right. This whole scene is ad-lib. He was supposed to call George Bush on a... Uh, on a cell phone but then they saw this pay phone and it's you know he runs out of chain it's, it's just oh there's George was he's playing golf he's a really a good oh George he's playing miniature golf that's so crazy. Know, it's mini golf I didn't notice 
Get it? Because if you play golf here, you're a piece of shit president. Did you know that? That's what the no. George W. Bush joke and the Obama joke. If you play golf, you're a piece of shit president. <laughs> he pressed the button and said, give me Osama. Now he's got his location. Oh, so someone's shooting at him already. It's like, how about you send a chopper? As if the pay phones aren't, the federal government don't have a network on the pay phones anyway. You know they hear everything you say on the pay phones. That's why I carry a cell phone. Uh-huh, smart. Yeah. Because they record everything you say. So They're like, no, Now Alexa. he goes, I don't, he says, George, I, I, quit, I don't know why I can't quit you. Ah, that's political. So it's all improv. He gave him the old doggy kennel. Don't you hate it when you're when you're on the improv and one of the suggestions is nine eleven? It's like you don't have a single joke for it. Right. So you do math or you You do math or you do like make it about one. emergency call. Yeah. Or you're talking about Reno nine one one, which is really weird because they're an improv right. show and you're riffing right. on an improv show and it's a little too inside. You can't riff on an improv show. You can't tell jokes about comedians. So, all right, is the fight over? I can't tell you. Oh, right, that's right. Don't give me the plot. Is that oh, it's the FBI? It's IRS, but that's kind of a plot point. Did I just yeah, blow it? No, no. You, you had mentioned earlier that it was the IRS problem. Hold on one moment, Government Mac. I have someone. Damn, Eris. Wait right here. I'll get him. He's not even on the right team. Right. He's going to go find Uncle Dave. And... Wow. For a film director who's known for making money off of tax losses of these films, nice of the <laughs> IRS start show up. I guess it's like the producers. Remember the, the, the producers where they, they make a movie so bad? Yeah. yeah like, they mm -hmm. have to write it off. That's what you evolve is known for. Like I that. liked, um, I, I loved the original, of course, with Gene Wilder and and uh, what's his name? You know him, Zero from the, Zero Marcel. Oh, I forgot this guy comes back. Not anymore. In three, two, one. Uh, one and a half negative it's one. It's raining fans. Boom! How did they do that? Let's well watch done. Do you want to watch the making of DVD extras? <laughs> Hi, I'm Louis Ball, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes. I now, just this lit this part guy on of fire. the game. Oh, really? Lighting people on fire? Well, driving people being on around? fire, yeah, that's all yeah. over. Oh. I'm surprised he's still alive. He was, uh, he was, oh, I take it back. Here we go. Wow. Uh, another, uh. Now, I think hoopla. he just got shot in the chest. No, he shot him in the head. Um, head shot. What I mean is, um, dude, postal dude. Oh, postal dude. Postal dude got shot? I think so. He it looks like driving. he's okay, it doesn't yeah, it? He looks fine. Maybe someone in the back got shot. Anyone got shot back there? No, it's a dog. Now oh. they're a family. See, I guess that's what the director's trying to do. You gotta kill the dog. Boy, her makeup's always dog. perfect. Every scene. Her makeup is, yeah, I guess. <laughs> His makeup, too. 
Oh, I have to check doesthedogdie.com to see if the dog dies in this movie. Let me take a look. I'm going online. <laughs> Does the dog die? Just a normal yes. car. What about the wind on him, right? Okay, does the dog die? Title, postal. 2007. Movie. Yes. I could have told you that, but I'm prohibited. Yeah, I don't want to hear the plot for you. Does a kid die? Yes. The heck is there's a plane crash. Does someone abuse alcohol? Wow, there's so many choices. Does somebody show dong? Is there shaving, cutting? Is there shaky cam? Is there sexual content? Is there hate speech? It goes beyond dogs. That website can't is... get out of the trailer. It's not a plot point. <laughs> oh, poor girl. Oh. All right. Boom. I told you to keep turn the heat off. Wow. Way too much. Well, maybe not. There was like eight grenades. Yep. All but the main characters get slaughtered. Are they rolling out? Is this it? <laughs> well, <laughs> might be. Oh, who knows? Huh. Oh, right. Don't tell me. You can tell me if this movie's finally over. They yeah, drive off in the distance. <laughs> All right. Sama and George Bush holding hands. Franzing. Nothing I haven't seen before. I could have told you that. It looks like the cover of Rock the Casbah. Oh, yeah. The Clash beat them to it. Oh, there goes the boom boom. <laughs> Did oh, the Clash finally. beat them to it? I don't think so. This is 2007. Yeah. Oh, The Flash? Oh, my God. Is this movie over yet? They just blew up. Oh, hey, there we go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we did it. And my, we did it. My God, we fucking did it. Uh, we just watched Postal from 2007, uh, directed by Uwe based on the video game. Carl, what did you think? I, I enjoyed this movie for your show. I think this movie was tasteless and shouldn't have been made. I think they did a good effort, I guess, if you're just, like, going for it, you know? But, yeah. uh, I mean, like, I got to admit, like, seeing children being shot is horrible. But at the same time, if you're in the context of this movie 45 minutes in, you start laughing because, you know, it's not real. (laughs) Right. You know, well, because it's going to be the most awful violence possible. So sure enough, they're shooting kids. Right. I got you. Because that's in the video game. That's in the video game. And the video game is a cathartic uh, expungent of the toxicity that we carry. It is J.K. fucking Simmons. Fucking A. Yeah, sure. Man, Farmer's Guide? Yeah. Boy. Oh, we got a trailer Vern, for it? Look at that. Vern Troy doesn't even get his own like solo billing. Yeah. Michael Paris. Well, he got a bunch of people. That's pretty yeah. cool. 
Yep. Yeah. We, you got we, people you've seen in movies a lot. Are these credits going to go on for like forever? Because it says six more minutes and we already got the What's credits. your trailer? What's your trailer? All right. Well, wait. And Seymour Castle. Oh, he's a famous actor. All right. So, but isn't there like something at the end of the trailer? At the end of the um, credits? No? I All think right. that there was. I don't know. All right. We're done. Um, we're done. We're done. We're done with Postal. I'm happy to bury it. <laughs> All right, well, listen, the next uh, week's movie is two hours and 15 minutes, and the only version I found uh, is dubbed by a guy who who speaks over the entire movie. So it's called Showgirls 2, Pennies from Heaven. Uh, It's from 2011. It's the sequel to the 1990s cult camp classic Showgirls. They made a sequel. 2000 what? 2011. I would go, okay. if you want to follow along, I'm going to Red and Rifle Films, Showgirls 2, Paintings from Heaven official trailer. And I'm, okay. I'm ready when you are. Okay. Is uh, it 57 seconds? No, it's three minutes. Oh, okay. All right. Here. Well, go ahead. All right. I'll find it. We'll have to listen along. So where are you going? Hollywood. Hollywood, huh? I'm going to be a star. A star? Fucker? Showgirls <laughs> <laughs> 2. Annie's nice. Well, that was the scene from Showgirls 1 where she hitchhikes to Vegas. You gotta take dance classes. Alvin Ailey, Joffrey, Juilliard. It's ballet technique. You gotta have that if you wanna be a dancer. Bitch, you stole my customer. Did you stare a cigarette for an old showgirl? Ain't no happy ending, man, when you're chasing that dream. Ain't no pot of gold at the end of that stupid-ass rainbow. This can't be an authorized sequel. There's no way they said, you know, what's your budget? And they're like, well, we have $12. And they're like, yeah, all right, that sounds good. Go ahead and make the movie. My bus ride over to the radio station costs more than this movie. Oh, but they're, Good point. They're, they're a nice little outfits, I guess. What is the publisher you want to watch? Well, the only version I found for free is some guy who dubs the whole thing. What do you mean by dubs? He talks, he talks over, over it. it. Yeah, he says in, in whatever language what's going on. And then really? that lady says it's all about Helga. And then that lady says, well, what do you mean by that? He talks over movies. Can you believe the audacity? Yeah, yeah, what a fucking... He posts that shit on, on YouTube. How would you know the plot if they were talking to What's the publisher's name that I watched the right people? No, I don't know. I don't know right now. I'm, I'm too involved. I'm halfway through this trailer. Okay. They all have great legs, even the guys. Did you win it by wearing a wife beater soaked in beer? It was Versace. I got my dress from Versace. It's Versace. Versace. What? Have you ever seen the original Showgirls? Uh, probably once and didn't remember it well. She buys a dress and mispronounces it, and that's like a major plot point. Should I see Showgirls 1 before I watch Showgirls 2? Because it makes jokes on it. I don't think life matters at this point. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. A lot of softcore, I guess. 
not dancing. It's like I'm in Vegas. Or some guy's house in Pasadena. Showgirls 2, Pennies from Heaven. And that's Pennies, that's P-E-N-N-Y apostrophe S. From he- so like a bar called Pennies. Oh. From Heaven. Wow. Okay, well, so the publisher, is it B-R-O-V-S? I don't even know, Carl. We'll have to talk about this offline. I don't, oh. I don't, I don't have time for this anymore. I'm done. Oh, okay. Oh, well, actually, hang on a second. Let me go back, let me go back a space. I'll, I'll indulge you. <laughs> I it's, just find one, 387 views. I it's, think I, I think it's, one. uh, shoot. Huh. I thought I saw it. Maybe it's that one that Showgirls 2 pays for having bonus history, Thunderbird. Well, that one is bonus and it's an hour and 30. This well, one you said was two hours and 23 minutes. Oh, uh, yeah. And I don't know how we're going to fit oh, that. Oh, there we all. go. So Showgirls, yeah. Showgirls 2, 2004. Showgirls 2, Pennies from Heaven. Carly Film, Lectured, PL. And that's on Sweeno Swad VOD, which is authorized and has half a million views. Okay. Eight months ago. What was the name of that publisher? Kino. K-I-N-O. Like what we watch. The films. A movie. SWAT K-I-N-O Then S-W-I-A-T And then V-O-D for video on demand Is it all one word? Nope, three words Alright, I okay, think we're done Thank you Alright, well ladies okay. and gentlemen uh, Carl, any thank shows you're going to right now? or anything like Nothing that? to brag about Alright CarlSucks.com CarlSucks.com I'm going to run off to Kavika's Ocean Beach Deli To host the show at 5.30 here this Sunday uh, What's today's date? It's the 20-something? Yeah. 20. 28th of June, of July. And uh, thanks, Carl. See you later. Thanks, okay, audience. Thanks. Yep, bye. Thank you. Let's watch through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hello there, 
my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... is <laughs> in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge with the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday 8 to 10 down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Check, check, check. Good. Okay. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show. One of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody.
subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. This is Tusser Matters with Mute in the Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Think I'm funny, Daryl? Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? 
I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> And welcoming open mic, where comedians can get substantial mic time for the mere price of a spot of tea and crumpets. Comedians who remain after their initial sets are invited to perform feats of improvisation and ingenuity in the famous lightning round games, which are guaranteed to delight and entertain. Ah, thinking of these bright young comedians with so much potential and so many drug problems makes me as giddy as a schoolgirl. I haven't had so much fun and giggles since my non-trinary youth at Bumble's Warning School in East Brackenshire, where I danced with Hugh Grant, helped Jason Statham steal an antique shotgun and took nude photos of Prince Harry, who I must mention was not named appropriately. Sign up in person for your own comedic adventures at 7.30pm or pre-sign with the host by sending a direct message via social media. If you can't make it out to that den of iniquity known as mutinyradio.fm, listen in live from home or download the podcast on Apple iTunes under Friends of Mutiny. A smashing time will be had by all. Until next Saturday night at 8pm, cheerio darlings. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? 
Well, it's a cash conk, baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs>